Welcome to our Clinicians in Conversation podcast series, part of the NIHR, the National Institute for Health Research podcast programme. In this episode, you will hear from the National Trainee Leads for ENT, Jamil Muzaffar, Rishi Mandeva and Matthew Smith, who is also the co-founder of the Integrate UK Trainee Network. They will be taking a look at how the research environment in the NIHR and the Integrate Network has enabled and developed researchers in ENT clinical trials. So to start with, could I just ask each of you to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Well, hi everyone. My name is uh, Rishi Mandavia. I'm an ENT trainee in London um, and I've sort of been on the NIHR pathway since graduating from medical school. I was an academic foundation doctor and then I did the um, ACF, the Academic Clinical Fellowship, um, and then I carried out a PhD funded by the NIHR as well. Um, and I've got a strong interest in research um, across across all this time. Um, and uh, I'm currently working as the NIHR CRN trainee lead for ENT in my region. Uh, and I'm leading the National Seashell Study, which is um, the largest um, European cohort study on sudden hearing loss. Hi, I'm Matthew Smith, and I'm about to take up a post in Cambridge as a senior clinical lecturer and an honorary consultant ENT surgeon. Uh, I have been involved with the NIHR for several years, working as the East of England uh, trainee lead in the network, uh, and completed a PhD uh, during my training, but uh, outside of the NIHR for that. I've then more recently been awarded some funding as co-chief investigator for a randomized controlled trial uh, under the HTA scheme, uh, which we'll be completing over the next few years. And I'm Jamil Mazaffa, I'm TWJ Foundation uh, Fellow in Autology and Auditory Implantation in Cambridge, uh, and I'm the National Trainee Lead for ENT. So Rishi and Matt, I know both of you through the National NIHR uh, ENT Clinical Research Network, where we've all been regional leads. Matt, I know you've also been the chair of Integrate. Could you tell us a little bit more about what Integrate is? Sure. So Integrate is the UK ENT trainee research network. And this is something that I co-founded in 2015 with a, a small group of trainees who were interested in trying to bring together the uh, collaborative effort of trainees across the country to deliver very large scale trials that wouldn't otherwise be possible. And this came on the back of work done in Birmingham uh, by the uh, surgeons there, uh, and slightly after the neurosurgeons as well, who had all delivered uh, quite large trials by that point. Um, some working with the NIHR, NIHR standard, uh, funded interventional trials. And it's now become a relatively commonplace thing amongst surgical specialties and, and to a degree amongst medical specialties to have these training networks and integrate you know over its time over the last you know, six years or so has delivered seven national trials uh, recruited uh, patients and sort of totaling around about six thousand now uh, and working with uh, around 75 80 uh, hospitals regularly uh, and over a hundred uh, at least once, and so it's become quite a big, big group of individuals that have an interest in research. And we now have several different uh, pieces of work going on in parallel, 
for different subspecialties of ENT and many of the individuals who uh, headed up the groups and who have been part of it have gone on to work with the NIHR and other groups and, and lead studies themselves. So how does the experience that trainees are getting through Integrate lead into the NIHR network and projects? So what Integrate does is give trainees experience of you know, quite large studies where they are a, cent- a lead at a single centre. It's equivalent to a PI, really, uh, for a larger study. Uh, and they gain experience of um, getting approvals, you know, motivating and organising people within their centre, collecting data and, and, and dealing with some of the um, data management issues relating to that. And all these things are skills that are very translatable to to research later on in their career. Uh, And they're also things that the NIHR has helped with. And although most of our work hasn't been uh, funded and therefore hasn't uh, been adopted onto the NIHR portfolio, uh, we have worked with the NIHR with the research design service and trainees have got experience of using that and then gone on to use it again themselves. Uh, And we have hopefully instilled some enthusiasm and interest and and skills in people Uh, and you know there's certainly individuals I know now who have gone on to work with the NIHR and become part of bigger studies. Rishi could you tell us a little bit about sudden onset sensory neural hearing loss and why we might need more studies in this area? Yeah absolutely Um, so um, sudden onset sensory hearing loss is basically a um, rapid loss of hearing due to some abnormal functioning either in the inner ear, the auditory nerve, or areas of the brain that are um, responsible for hearing. It's quite rare with around 30 cases per, I think, 100,000 each year. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of um, reporting from various national bodies um, and guideline organizations like NICE, for example, that have highlighted that there's a positive evidence assessing the comparative effectiveness of the various treatment options for idiopathic sudden onset hearing loss. Um, I mean, and the treatment options mainly being steroids via different routes. And it's also been apparent that we're not quite clear what the patient pathway is for patients with sudden onset hearing loss. Um, This is not just in the UK, but outside of the UK as well. And there's a big call to answer these questions. So we actually understand, you know, how is it that, that patients are being treated um, so there's a big call to um, carry out research studies to address some of these these questions. And I know that Matt, for example, is leading um, one of the one of the, the biggest studies now, looking at the comparative effectiveness of the most common types of um, of medications used to treat the condition. So how does the seashell study fit into that landscape? Yeah. So the um, the seashell study is a it's a national multi center cohort study of patients with sudden onset central hearing loss in the NHS. It's taking place across 75 trusts um, in the UK. And it's basically looking to help address a lot of the questions that I was talking about before. Um, namely, what is the patient pathway for the condition? You know, where do patients present? What treatments are they provided with? How do they fare? What are their outcomes? So it's looking to answer all these questions, but in quite a novel way, you know, using the and that integrated approach, harnessing the power of collaborative trainee research. So it's work, Seashell is working with Integrate, it's working with the NIHR Audiology Champions, SFO UK, and the NIHR CRN. And it means we've, we've had access to a vast array of expertise, trainees, and other junior doctors across the country 
Um, and um, because of that, with very little funding, we've managed to recruit you know, over 650 patients um, in 75 trusts with, as I said, a very small amount of, 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 of funding, um, harnessing the power of that collaborative research model. As a trainee, what have you learned from your involvement with Seashell? I think what I've learned is that, you know, carrying out this research is hard. <laughs> That's the first thing. Uh, I'm sure Matt will agree with me. Um, you um, you realise, you know, just how important research governance is, ethics is, and how to navigate that process, you know, how you need help. Um, and this is why you know, the NIHR CRN has been really helpful in, in helping us navigate all of this, for example. Um, <clears throat> and um, it's also shown me how powerful trainee collaboratives are and how enthusiastic trainees are across the country and um, these are people who are giving up their time for free to upload information on patients to further our understanding so it just showed me what commitment people have to um, research to patient care across the country and it's it often is used as a soundbite but i think it's true that patients are giving it, that our colleagues are giving their free time to further our understanding for the benefits of patient care so it's, that's one of the key things i've learned as well how has the network of local clinical research networks been supportive of Seashell? Yeah, so um, Seashell was, I think, the first EMP training study that was adopted on the NIHR portfolio. And um, at the beginning, I didn't really fully understand how the NIHR CRN could help. And over the, over time, I've, you know, it has been extremely helpful. We've had um, help from NIHR-funded research nurses that have helped in certain sites recruit patients, particularly... Um, sites where we need epic, uh, where um, we need consent from patients. So the research nurses have been very helpful from that perspective. Um, they've also been very helpful with um, liaising with the research department, research and governance departments, um, and um, driving through the study um, in terms of approval processes. And it's also been very important to have them on board with regards to publicizing the study and recruiting site leads um, and helping to act as a conduit between ENT trainees and audiologists as well. So that's that's my experience so far in terms of assistance. Matt, you've been a driving force behind the upcoming Starfish study. Could you tell us a little bit about the study, how it's going to be delivered uh, and what role trainees might have in that? Sure. So Starfish is a response to a call from the NIHR from the Health Technology Assessment uh, Group. Um, which wanted to explore the efficacy of different routes of steroid administration for uh, sudden sensory neural hearing loss. And Richie's explained a bit of the context to that because it's it's relatively rare, but it's it's a very important condition uh, with you know, life-changing effects on people, and yet we don't really know how best to manage it. And so we, we put together a, a funding bid. My co-chief investigator is James Tyson in Cambridge, and we've got a, a team of um, various other experts working with Birmingham Clinical Trials Unit uh, to deliver this. And uh, this is going to have to be quite a big trial because of the uh, rareness of sudden sensory neural hearing loss. It means you've got to work over quite a large number of sites. And also uh, because of the numbers we need to, to explore this, you know, because of the, the nuances of the way that we have to measure this with differences in sound in intensity uh, change in hearing threshold and because we actually we wanted three arms for this because we wanted to look at three different interventions uh, compared to each other so what we've done is go back to the kind of integrate model and the um, 
the uh, NIHR network model. And we're going to have 75 sites uh, recruiting patients to this study. And what's going to be key here is that because it's the trainees that see these patients often, it's the people who are on call 24 hours a day who, who get these calls from GPs, who see these people coming in at weekends and, and times when perhaps a more conventional trial um, uh, structure wouldn't necessarily pick up all the patients. Uh, because of that, we're going to have a lot of emphasis on trainee participation and in particular the NIHR Associate PI scheme. Uh, and any trainee who uh, takes part in this will take on the role of an associate PI at their centre, and they will then uh, you know, learn all the things that a consultant PI would learn. Uh, hopefully they will uh, you know, gain some experience and some enthusiasm to take them forward to research in the future. And importantly with the NIHR scheme, they also get that recognition uh, you know, and the um, formal uh, recognition on their CVs. Uh, and additional training and support from the NIHR. How is the NIHR supporting Starfish? So, I mean, the most important thing is that they're our funder. Uh, you know, this is a, a major grant that we've been awarded. And you know, with that funding comes a lot of other support from the NIHR. So we have people within the Health Technology Assessment Group who are advising us on you know, setting up contracts, who are helping us through that process. Uh, and who are going to be basically keeping a check on us, but in in a kind of friendly way where you know we can talk to them if we're having problems, they can help us. Uh, and then, of course, you know we're opened up on the portfolio to the the support that the network can give. And, and Rishi's you know alluded to that. And we're also going to rely a lot on this multidisciplinary uh, network of consultants, ENT trainees, and audiologists, everyone working together to hopefully deliver this trial, you know, on time and in budget. You know, thank you both for making the time to to talk to us and to um, help people listening to this podcast understand a little bit more about the landscape around both sensory neural hearing loss and uh, the way that trainees have um, been integral in driving this forward in ENT. Thanks, buddy. Thanks very much. To find out more about how the NIHR supports trainees and ENT research, please visit the NIHR website. This was an episode of the NIHR Clinicians in Conversation podcast series. Thank you for listening.